Welcome to Disaffected. I'm Joshua Slocum, and this is the show where we talk about politics, culture, and relationships through a psychological lens. Listeners, I'm going to warn you. I am hot with anger as I sit down here. I'm very angry. And you're probably going to hear a lot of me sucking on my nicotine vaporizer. When I talk to Kevin, (laughs) sometimes when we get ready to do the show on Saturdays, because we record on Saturdays to come out for Sundays, um, you know, he'll jokingly say to me, are you angry enough to do the show? You're good when you're angry, and which is fine. But I I actually, I try hard to, to let that dissipate before I sit down and do the TV show, because the topics that I talk about, they do make me angry. Um, Yeah. I'm the kind of guy who is angry about a lot of things, absolutely. Uh, but I, I try to calm that down. But right now, it's hot, and I'm just going to sit here and do it, and maybe this episode will turn out to be a bad idea. Maybe it won't, but um, that's what you're going to get. And here comes the nicotine. So what am I angry about? I want to talk about commercial surrogacy. That is, buying and selling children. And I want to talk about women's sports, the degradation of women's sports, and the unwillingness of women to effectively defend themselves. These are the two topics that got me very exercised today during some conversations I had on social media. To frame this... (laughs) <laughs> this is not the show I was planning to do, so I'm looking at my notes, and and uh, there aren't many of my notes that I'm probably going to get to, but th- there is one piece here, and I think it's a good way to frame this. I want to talk a little bit about Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh is a commentator with Daily Wire. He has his own show, The Matt Walsh Show. I think it runs five days a week, goes for about an hour. Matt is a, I think he's 35, 36, conservative, um, and I like him. And several people have told me that I remind them of him, and I can see why. Matt gets angry about things. I get angry about things. Matt is very blunt and direct. So am I. Doesn't mean I agree with him on everything, and that's the only caveat you're going to get. I'm not going to pre-apologize for anything else. So if you have a problem with Matt Walsh, or if he said something horrible that I may not know about and I'm not acknowledging, that is not something you can expect. Please don't ask for it. Matt knows how to say no. And Matt would like other people to learn how to say no again. And that is what really angers many people who dislike him. No, I'm not saying that the only reason you dislike him is you don't like that he says no. I get it if you have other reasons. I acknowledge that's real, okay? But mainly it's about him saying no for most people. Not sugarcoating it, not pre-apologizing, frankly not being feminine about it feminine and accommodating and making sure that you get in all the different circumstances that might make this bad behavior a little more understandable. And can't you be just a little bit more sympathetic? No, no, no. He doesn't do any of that shit. Thank God. Because we're drowning in that bullshit. We are drowning in it. 
so Matt Matt gave a talk a few days ago. I believe it was at the University of North Texas. I may be wrong about that. He said he was going there. I think that's where um, I saw a clip from. This was University of North Texas. We discussed this on this week's show that came out Sunday evening. We showed some clips of students who attacked invited speaker. They didn't physically attack him. They verbally uh, intimidated him. Jeff Younger, who is the father of two children. He's divorced from his wife, and he's lost custody of his children because his pediatrician wife wants to trans one of the boys, and Jeff doesn't want it. And the family court has been obscenely deferential to a mother who appears to me to be seriously personality disordered and and literally salivating to castrate her son. He has been made into the bad guy, Jeff, the one who wants his son not to be castrated, not to be transed. So Jeff Younger was an invited speaker at University of North Texas. A conservative um, student group asked him to come. And then... All hell broke loose. Students started chanting in unison, fucking fascist. (laughs) Fucking fascist. (laughs) Yep, that's what they were doing. Whole classroom full of them. One of the young women got up at the front of the room and started screaming. I mean, I can't do it because my voice isn't high pitched, but it was just screaming and jabbing her finger. Get the fuck off my campus, you fucking fascist. Fuck you. Trans women are women. Trans children are trans, etc., etc. And the whole class harassed him. I, I, I don't know if these were people who showed up to make sure that they heckled him out of his talk or I'm not, I'm not quite sure what happened. Matt's response to this, Matt Walsh's response to this was... And I only saw about two minutes of it. But what he said was, you all need to learn to say no again. Nobody in this society wants to say no to anyone. The word no has been made a dirty word. If you say no to people, you're not doing something normal. You're not exercising your free choice about whether or not you wish to engage in a project or a conversation with them. You are not setting a reasonable boundary about your property or your personal space or what you're willing to tolerate in terms of behavior among people that you associate with. No, you're not doing anything valid. When you say no, you're hurting other people. You're not validating them. You're saying no. What the hell is wrong with us? Do you have a hard time saying no? I bet a lot of you do. I have some experience with that. Believe it or not, as ballsy as I am and as disputatious as I am, I have social fears too. There are times when I'm afraid to say no. They are far fewer than the average person. Yes, absolutely. But it's not that I don't understand it. I do. But it has gotten so out of hand. We will not say no to anything. And we treat the act of saying no as an assault and an aggression against other people. This is a spoiled child dynamic. We are the grown-ups, 
And the narcissistic, self-regarding, demanding people, whether they are demanding that you pretend along with them that they're the opposite sex, whether you pretend, they're demanding that you pretend along with them that single parenthood is just as beneficial and good to children, whether you pretend along with them that issues of who you should hate and who you should love and who you should stand with in international wars are just absolutely clear and anybody who won't make a declarative statement on one side or another is crazy. They can't stand to be told no and we won't say no to them. We have been culturally convinced. It's taken a long time. It has accelerated in the past. Well, it's accelerated since 2016, but it's been brewing for a long, long time. We see it in schools. Teachers constantly, the ones who are tearing their hair out, because a lot of them are indoctrinated. A lot of these teachers are fully indoctrinated, emotionally unstable histrionics who are working out their childhood issues by abusing their students. Yeah. But those who are trying to teach students and who understand their moral responsibility as teachers very frequently say, I am beyond frustrated. I can't discipline the kids. I get in trouble if I discipline them, if I tell them no, if I make them turn their phones in. I saw a teacher the other day tell me his entire high school class said no to him when he said, you need to turn your phones in to me at the beginning of this because nobody was getting any work done. They all felt confident saying no. And guess what? They won. Those 16-year-old kids made the rules. And you know why the teacher was so frustrated? Because he knows that his principal won't back him. And why won't his principal back him? Well, maybe he or she is taken in with this ridiculous idea that saying no is abusive to children, that setting boundaries for children is abusive. Or maybe it's because his principal is a complete wimp and doesn't want to hear it from the narcissistic parents who will also come in and say, don't you dare say no to Johnny or Susie. How dare you? You're abusing my child. Can you imagine trying to work in a situation like this? Time for more nicotine. Mm. So I think that Matt Walsh's advice should be heeded. We need to learn to say no again. We need to recalibrate our sensors. They have been dragged way over to the wrong side. If this were a mechanical scale, one side of the scale is already hitting the bottom when there's nothing on it at all. We are so badly out of balance. But there are a couple of things that people really don't want to be told no about. And one of them is surrogacy, commercial surrogacy, where a couple or a person hires a woman who gets pregnant and bears a child that she willingly gives away to two strangers. We call this surrogacy. The real term for it is selling children and trafficking children. I do not care whether the embryo inside the woman was her own egg. I do not care where the sperm came from. It makes no difference. This is buying and selling children as commodities. There's no discussion. I'm not going to have a back and forth with anybody about this. It's not nuanced. It's buying and selling children, and it's morally wrong. It is morally wrong to deliberately create a motherless child. I know better than many people 
how important a mother's love is to a child, and I know intimately, and my brother and sister know intimately, what happens to a person who is deprived of a loving mother. I might even have been better off not having a mother at all. A mother is foundationally important. It is a moral crime to deliberately deprive a child of his mother, to deprive a baby of her mother. What, why do I feel like I have to explain this? Well, I, I feel that way because when I say these things, I get shocked responses from people I know to be intelligent and people who I know online, I don't know them in real life, but I've observed them long enough to, to be able to say, I like them. I think they, I like them. This was coming from a lot of people I genuinely like, and some of you may be listening. Well, you're going to get the unvarnished truth. It's not okay. It's not okay when Anderson Cooper and his husband did it. It's not okay when your favorite celebrity does it. It's not okay when rich people do it. It's not okay when other people do it. And what did I get? Um, the people who were most upset and angry about this were women and gay men. Of course. <laughs> so which will we go with first? Let's go with the gay men first. Gay men, we as, as a cohort of people, collectively, in general, on a statistical level, we have a real big problem with self-regard or narcissism, if you prefer. We are a very, very acquisitive and self-centered population. Yeah, I know, you don't like hearing that. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked hearing it either. And I've been that person to some degree too. As I've said many times before, almost everything I criticize on this show, I have been guilty of doing. I don't think I'm better than people or that I was born smarter or knowing more. I've done most of the mistaken things, the morally questionable things, and the unhealthy things that I am now so strident about. Ah, look at the, you see? I get angry and I keep going and I don't even know when it's time for a commercial. So time to take a break. I will come back on the other side. Kevin and Josh work themselves to the bone to bring you dark and disturbing content every week. There are starving listeners overseas who get no podcasts at all. Show appropriate gratitude today by making a donation at patreon.com forward slash disaffected or at subscribestar.com forward slash disaffected. Do it for mother. Okay, we're back. So, gay men, their response, many of them. But what about gay, gay men can't have children? Are you saying that gay men shouldn't have children? Are you saying they should be denied having children? Or my favorite, are you saying gays should be banned from having children? Yeah, people did the Kathy Newman to me. Oh, so what you're saying is you're a horrible psychopath who thinks gay people should never be around children. I mean, it's this kind of ridiculous baby bullshit that I don't even think the people who said that to me actually believe, unless they're a whole lot stupider than I think they really are. Gay men, 
We don't have an easy road in life. We are a sexual minority. We are probably hovering around 2% of the population at best. It ain't 10%. It never was 10%. We're a small minority. We're not attracted to women. If we want to have children, we it's not easy for us. because We don't want to contemplate getting married and having sex with a woman because we're gay, right? I, I, I get this. I'm gay too. I understand. But this does mean that it's harder for us. And because it's harder for us does not mean that we are entitled to do anything and take any action in order to get it. What everyone has been missing about the question of surrogacy is the child. I saw people saying, well, this would be discriminatory to gay men. And then I saw people calling themselves libertarians who are saying, As long as the two parties are consenting, what's your problem? I don't even understand this. Aren't you kind of a libertarian? My God. Two parties? There are at least three parties here. And do you know who the most important party is? The child. I'm not exaggerating when I say this literally doesn't occur to people. They really are thinking of a child as an object, a commodity. I will say that a couple of people that I hang around with on Twitter and a couple people I like and respect responded to what I said and said they were shocked at how lackadaisical their attitude was. They were shocked that they had not connected this. Good. I used to support surrogacy too. I had this blind spot too. This is another example. I'm not better than you. I don't think I'm better than you. I think I've learned something more morally true than I used to know, and I'd like you to learn it too. But I don't think you're horrible for for not immediately getting there. I certainly didn't. And I appreciate people who say they needed to be jolted out of this. And I'm glad I could do it for you. The other were women. Um, aside from the one trans woman, um, and that's something else I'm angry about too. I was talking to somebody who I thought was a woman because all I could see was a very, very tiny profile picture. And when I looked, sure enough, it's a man calling himself a woman. So I wasn't surprised to find out all the things he's, I mean, all the lies he was telling. I mean, if he's going to tell the biggest lie of all, that he's someone and he's not, why wouldn't he lie about everything else? And you know who you are, Sarah. Because all you wanted to talk about was, well, what about, what about infertile women? You're not a woman. Look at yourself. What about their want? What about them? What about the child? And then when I tried to introduce... Oh, 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 of course. Women are compelled and forced into surrogacy by poverty. I got a lot of that today, and I got it from Western women, women who live in the UK or the US. Bitch, please, listen to yourself. They're compelled to get pregnant and sell their baby because of poverty. Do I look retarded to you? Do you think everyone around you is stupid? Don't pull that shit with me. Why aren't you getting prego and selling your baby? Why are you working retail? Why are you working in HR? Why aren't you empowering yourself? 
You've been poor, some of you. You've told me so. So why aren't you selling a baby? Is there a part of you that maybe knows it's morally wrong? Is that part of you maybe fighting against girl power? That narcissistic urge that is stoked in women these days that tells women, if anyone says you can't have it all, yes, you can. And by God, you can get it by any means necessary. Uh Uh-huh. What about you? So you're infertile. So what? Why does that give anyone the right to buy and sell children and deliberately deprive children of their natural family? Adoption is often the next best thing for a child that is unwanted or some circumstances have come in where the mother and or father can't take care of the child. It is never the best option. Never. It is not optimal, but it can be an awful lot better. So yes, I'm not saying that adoption is terrible, but setting out deliberately to create a child that you know you're going to give away and you think this isn't going to have any trauma effects? And what about the people who are buying that child? They're clearly not thinking about this, or they've rationalized it to themselves and convinced themselves that they're not doing anything, they're not participating in anything ethically questionable. Some of them are very clearly, simply narcissists. Some of them are just very misguided and have rationalized it to themselves because they have a deep and probably very genuine desire to have children. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter really psychologically what motivates it. It doesn't justify the act. And it made me think... "Mm." Right, that's enough about surrogacy, actually. I'm going to talk about trans issues, too. Because, of course, that's what you came for, isn't it? (laughs) That and the voice. I'm so fucking pissed today. I don't even know if I can do the voice. I watched some of the live coverage of University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas is a man. A great, big hulking man over six feet tall with great big broad shoulders. You can't miss him. He is the manliest looking man man that ever manned. (laughs) Well, guess what? Liam Thomas is the number one U.S. collegiate swimmer today in women's. Mm Mm-hmm. Number one. She's real talented, isn't she? What a phenom. What a joke. What a sick joke. The university is behind Leah. The sports associations are behind Leah. Trans people belong in sports too, they say. As if that were the issue. Sure they do. Swimming, boxing, equestrian riding, or whatever. With their own sex, with men, with other men, Leah. We've seen this so many times. I I keep wondering if we'll get to the peak where enough people will see the absurdity of this. This shit is being broadcast on national television. You can watch this six and a half foot dude beating these women handily. 
Do you wonder how somebody who placed 426th in men's competitive college swimming became the number one women's collegiate swimmer in the country overnight? Do I have to fucking spell it out for you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm angry. Why isn't everyone angry? I'm not crazy here. Nothing I'm saying is crazy. You think it's abrasive? It's because you're not used to being told no. You've been convinced that telling the truth is an assault on someone because their feelings are more important than actual moral and ethical considerations, sportsmanship, fairness, or justice. Feelings come first. Well, fuck feelings. Unless they're mine. (laughs) But what really pissed me off is watching so many women complain about this on social media Do something about it, ladies. And I want to talk directly to the women who are on this swim team and women who are on these sports teams where this is happening. Here's the deal. Defend yourself or shut up and suffer the consequences. At this point, I may take this back. I'm going to say this on the show right now because it's honestly how I feel. I may feel differently in a couple days, but right now, I don't care about what happens to women's sports. In fact, I hope it all goes up in flames. Yeah. You know why? Because women won't defend themselves. They want to blame men. Look what this man is doing. Look what this man is doing. What the fuck are you doing? You're a big, strong, girl boss, grown-up woman. Aren't you feminist? So why aren't you and your teammates standing up, and when he comes out there and he's announced, you turn your back and you refuse to get into the swimming pool? This shit would end lickety-split. But you won't do it because you're cowards. And your mothers and your grandmothers have got your back and they are making sure your cowardice doesn't seem like cowardice because they've got an excuse for it. Well, she has a scholarship. Well, she'll be socially excommunicated. Or she'll, Yeah, I know. I know. There are consequences to telling the truth. You're going to lose some stuff. I know. It's not fair. It isn't fair. You shouldn't have to do this. But just like child abuse, it wasn't fair what my mother did to me, what my stepfather did to me, but it is my responsibility to clean up the mess. Even if there were some sort of cosmic arbiter who came down and actually dealt out justice, it would still, I would still be the only one who could clean up the mental mess in my mind that was left there. That is my responsibility. I'm the only one who can do it. I know what it's like to rage about this. There are times when I have, gone on the back porch and broken a dish or just been in my room and screamed and cried in frustration at how unfair it is at some of my worst moments. I understand this, but it is never going to be fair and you do have to stand up for yourself. And I wish that... I'm in the final stages of letting go of a lot of illusions. And a big one for me was that I had any place or could be in any way effective in what are called women's issues. This is a mistake that's happened to a lot of men. Because most of my close relationships, most of my relationships over my life have been with women, which is 
awfully funny considering how often I get called a misogynist. I have spent a lot of time, I, I spent a lot of time, <clears throat> excuse me, with a group of women who politically wanted men to have other men clean up their act and stop mistreating women. And some of these issues are real and very serious, but a lot of this shit wasn't what it looked like. A lot of this was women blaming men for women's own irresponsibility and refusal to see themselves as agents. The very same people who complained that men treated women as if they were children and didn't have rational minds and didn't have agency, these very same women, that's projection. You women don't think other women have agency. I think you do, but I think you don't want to admit it because that means that you have to take responsibility. And if you have to take responsibility, that means that you yourself might be judged lacking. And that is what nobody, men or women, ever wants to consider. So I tried to be the good feminist male. I know, I know, boy, do I know the problems with feminist males these days. It didn't work. There's no winning. There's no helping. You please one group of women at the expense of the anger of another group of women who disagree. You try to recite all the right things, you try not to be a toxic male, and you're still blamed. And when I finally noticed that it was in fact women who created the social atmosphere that is enforced trans, and it is, it's women, this is a women's project. Yeah, I know there are men in there. There are a tiny handful with an army of you ladies out there cooking for them making their beds and powdering their bottoms. Mm-hmm. Mommying them. And making the rest of us play mommy along with you. No. When I finally realized that was what was going on, I got so furious. And obviously I'm still furious. So today, right now, let women's sports go up in flames. Maybe this is like what my therapist said to me years ago when we talked about suffering. It's his position that we have denigrated suffering. We we treat suffering as if it has nothing good to do for us and that we must avoid it at all costs. And in fact, he lays the blame for a lot of the bad parenting on an internalized idea that if our child is suffering, that we should immediately, right in the moment, immediately remove that suffering instead of letting him experience it and work through it himself. And I'm not talking about dangerous situations. I'm talking about frustrations. We want to alleviate that suffering because we care and we love our children. But if we alleviate that suffering prematurely or if we alleviate too much of it, we handicap our children. It's it's as if we are strapping them physically down to a chair and not allowing them to walk around and then wondering why their legs are atrophied. And when we say get up and get something, they can't actually stand up. The same thing is true emotionally. I've lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? (laughs) Mm. So it may be that women in this position, because of the takeover of men, into women's sports, women's locker rooms, any place that 
women have a legitimate interest in just being around other women. It is so complete now. I think shit may have to burn to the ground. I think a lot of women are going to have to suffer far worse than they're suffering right now. That may be the only thing that prods them into standing up for themselves. Men, we can't fix this for them. We can't do it. They have to do this for themselves. We shouldn't support this bullshit. We should stand with the women that we care about. I can't believe I just said that because I hate the I hate the phrase stand with. Um, I think we need everybody's voices to bring us back to reality and to say stop pissing on us and telling us it's raining. But this is primarily women's responsibility. And women, you had better internalize this. You can spend the rest of your life bitching about men and what men aren't doing and why men aren't corralling each other and it's not going to do a goddamn thing. Except it's alienated the living shit out of men like me. If most of you listening to this, you well, obviously, you don't know me, I don't know you, but you didn't know who I was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. I would have been saying the opposite, but I was wrong. And you could not have asked for a man who was more genuinely committed to listening to women, taking seriously the problems that are unique to women than me. Maybe you don't believe it because you didn't know that version of me, but it is true. I am now alienated. I am hostile to this. I will have nothing to do with feminism of any stripe. You want to talk about equal rights, equal pay? We all agree on these basic equal justices. Anything else? It's feminist shit. Get it away from me. It's bullshit and it's poison. And I'm going on a little long today, but I've got something else to say about saying no. Parents. Parents of so-called trans kids. I'm talking to those of you who are trying to do your best. I'm not talking to the abusive... Well, I may be talking to some abusive parents, but there's nothing I can do to change them. I know that many of you are feeling that... You're feeling scared. You've got a daughter or a son who says, I'm not this gender, I'm the other. You're worried. What's the best thing for my child's development? You're also worried, hey, if I don't go along with this, is my kid going to report me to the school? Am I going to get a social worker at my door? Am I going to end up like Jeff Younger? And I have known personally in real life, not just watching it on social media, I know some parents who have been caught in an actual legal Kafka nightmare over this. They are doing everything they can to prevent the state or child services from mutilating their children, and they are the ones who are being attacked by the family court, and my heart goes out to you. You and your child are being done one of the most evil sins I have ever seen. But... This is not most cases. Do you know how many children, maybe yours, could have been saved from this if you had just said no? Mom, I don't feel like a boy, I'm a girl. Okay, you're not a girl. How dare you, that's my gender. Stop it. You are not a girl, you are a boy. You may like whatever you like. You may paint your nails pink if you like. You may do whatever you like. You may act in whatever way you feel is appropriate. 
but I'm not playing pretend with you any more than I would pretend that you are a fire truck at your age. That's it. Do you know how many children could have been stopped from this bullshit if you had just said that? When did we stop being able to say no to our children? I don't know, but sometime over the past 30 years, parents have internalized the idea. This is what I get when I say this. Here's the pushback I get. That'll only drive them away. It'll only make them hate you. I can't do that. You don't understand. Why do you believe this? Who told you that? Seriously, do you know? You don't, actually. You know why I know you don't know? Because nobody knows. When I ask where they got this from, they just say, oh, this is common knowledge. Everybody knows it. Bullshit. My mother's generation, leave aside my mother, that generation didn't treat us this way. They knew how to say no. Nobody on earth thought it was an assault against your child and that your child would permanently hate you if you told your 13-year-old, no, you're not going to that party. No, you're not a dog. No, you're not a girl. That's ludicrous. You know what? Yeah, your teenager is going to throw a temper tantrum. He's going to slam his door. He's going to say you're the worst mother ever. Big deal. Didn't you do that with your parents too? Don't most of you still love your parents now that you're grown up? Your kid may hate you in the moment, but they're not going to hate you forever. You will have saved them from making a horrible mistake that has permanent consequences and that might even shorten their lives. And I would bet you that 10 years from now, maybe 15, most of these children are going to come back and say, Mom, Dad, thank you for loving me enough not to let me do this to myself. Learn to say no. Thanks for joining me. I'll talk to you again soon. Abuse tactics like gaslighting, reversals, briar patching, and candy cottaging are just a few of the tools used by psychological abusers. Join the Disaffected Podcast for a conversation about how these dark and disordered abuse dynamics have escaped the home and now dominate our public discourse. Let's break the spell. Well, hello, listener. It's Mommy again. You're quite welcome for the fine programming. Why don't you show some gratitude? Send Mommy some money on Patreon, patreon.com slash disaffected, or subscribestar.com slash disaffected. You wouldn't want Mommy to starve, would you? And if you don't love your dear mother, you're not invited to find us on YouTube, Rumble, or Odyssey for our hottest weekly content. I guess this is goodbye forever.